The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it, please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, great to be here with you on the BetQL Network. Where every game is game seven, you get no hot take BS on this show. We bring you bets, we bring you sports, and today, the Sports Equinox, we're going to bring you a lot of both. And we are coming to you live today from the Odyssey app, from the BetQL app. We'll be simulcast by the the studs at stadium from 4 to 6 Eastern, youtube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv back, backslash BetQL, and we are on radio stations nationwide, including Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment as we talk all things sports betting. Proudly presented today and always by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com. And do so, please, on this M3. We got three words, and they all start with the letter M. Magnificent. Football Monday. October 30th, the penultimate day of October of the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, tomorrow's Halloween, if you couldn't tell. Our show is on Twitter, at you Better you Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, on X, now and always. Be fist-pumping in a couple of minutes. At Lockie Lockerson. And on this magnificent football Monday, we bring you one wonderful guest. And it's going to be our pal, Alex Christensen, better known to you and yours, of course, as Noobs. Noobs. 
The Noobster going to join us today talking all things NBA. Bets for tonight. Big picture storylines from our pal Noobs. For people wondering, where's Drew Dinsick? Where's the Whale Capper? We'll be joined by Whale coming up a little later this week. Whale uh, on assignment today, a.k.a. like he's, I think he's traveling somewhere. But Noobs will join us 4.40 p.m. Eastern time. Always great to have our pal Alex Christensen on the show. Plus, P squared, B squared for week number nine in the National Football League. All our early bets, all our early analysis for the entire slate coming up in the National Football League this coming weekend, including Sunday morning from Frankfurt, Germany. And not from South Beach, not from Arrowhead, but from Frankfurt, Germany. You know, Germany. Uh, yeah, and it's not just not, oh, not not one of the most important games of the season. All good. We'll have it in Germany. The Chiefs and the Dolphins on Sunday morning from Frankfurt, Germany. That will give you Thursday night football with the Steelers and the Titans, where we think we know the quarterbacks for both teams, but can't be 100% sure. Welcome to midway through the NFL season. All our thoughts on the entire slate as we move along. It's Monday. You know what that means. Day one of Lochmas is coming up. Santa's going to tell you how to bet the national championship market in college football. And we have an absolutely loaded final hour, power hour of the show on this Sports Equinox today on this Magnificent Football Monday. Bets of Steel, loaded night on the ice in the National Hockey League. NBA best of the best, loaded night on the hashtag hardwood. All our bets for tonight in the NBA side total and props. We'll talk game three of the World Series with the Rangers and the Diamondbacks tied up at a, at a game apiece. Rest in peace to my Rangers sweep bet. Uh, tied up at a game here in the desert now. Very interesting in the, uh, in the fall classic. And of course, Side total and props as week eight in the NFL concludes tonight in Motown. All our bets for the Raiders and the Lions in Detroit in the final hour of the program. We are locked and loaded here. Magnificent Football Monday. A lot going on in the world of sports. How great is that? Ken Barkley, how's it going? Yeah, I'm great. Not just uh, not just a lot going on in the world of sports, but I don't know if you feel this way. Maybe it's the trade deadline or uh, or just the, the weekend of games that we had where every team was playing. So that's obviously going to be different than than some other weeks. It feels like there's a lot going on. When I say there's a lot going on in the NFL, it's like welcome to every single week. It feels like there's a lot going on in the NFL. And I feel like we're close to like a lot of things changing. And I don't just mean like trades or like things that could happen. Like we've kind of gone through this first like six, seven, eight weeks. And for the most part, like a lot of things have kind of like stayed the same, right? Like oh, let's say up until yesterday's games, it was like, all right, like, the good teams are this and the bad teams are this. And even the middle teams, we feel like we have like some kind of order of what this is. And the awards are most likely to go to these people. And it was like all kind of, I felt like for three or four weeks, everything was moving in the same direction. Like the good teams are this and the MVP is this and the rookies are this and the defensive player of the year is this and the Super Bowl favorites are this. And yesterday, and I feel like is actually just the start of what I think I referred to you in a text earlier today as like a hard pivot, meaning that the things that we think we know about the NFL, I feel like a lot of them are potentially, there are, they're already changing and they might change like even more as we get into the second half of the season. Like whatever's been going on doesn't have to just keep going on. I think we saw that yesterday with a lot of these performances. So I just, I was in the lab, I was in the office like all morning this morning betting a lot of stuff, doing a lot of work on a bunch of things. And every time I would get to a new market, I'd be like, man, it kind of feels like this whole thing might just get flipped up a little bit and something really, something different might start happening. Uh, I'm curious if you feel the same way, just that like, I think more than most Sundays, I like feel like I, you know, I, not that I learned the most from yesterday, but just, it felt impactful and it felt like things are like maybe turning from what we used to think a few, a few weeks ago. 
Before I give you my opinion on that, I, I just feel like my natural curiosity and I try to always think like what, what our audience is looking for, like when you and I are doing a segment together. Uh, give give us something that, that you think is about to make a, like a hashtag hard pivot here and then I'll give you my opinion because you said you think a bunch of things you were betting about. You don't have to, and it's not even like reveal like the bets. We can do that obviously over the course right. of the show and over the course of the week. But give us one like big picture thing in the National Football League, Ken, that you think we're about to see a pivot on as we approach week number nine, which by the way is the halfway point in the, uh, the NFL regular season uh offensive rookie of the year and just how we think about quarterbacks is uh i the market is very concretely set in the idea that cj stroud is ahead of everybody and not just ahead like way ahead like minus 175 minus 180 and he and bryce young played yesterday we talked about this and it was like it it felt to us like an important game where if Bryce Young had won the game, which he did, it would have meant that to some degree he outplayed Stroud in the game. And if he outplayed Stroud and their records weren't going to be that dissimilar, like that, not, you know, Houston's won more games, but like neither team was going to make the playoffs or have a big time record. And statistically, they would end up compressing. We're sure that like Stroud's, not that he can't be ahead, way, way, way ahead versus Bryce Young, who just beat him. We're sure about that. And that Will Levis who sort of like lightning in a bottle, like so starts yesterday and four touchdown passes, everyone sharing the cross the field, like over the shoulder throw. Uh, I think that was the last touchdown, right? That he had of the four, just like outrageous plays. And it's not that like these other quarterbacks have to win, but you know, we came to the year with four, like four quarterbacks being drafted that we thought were, had the potential to be big time, especially three in the first four picks. Richardson gets hurt. But we like came into the year, like remember a draft season and talk about the teams like these were the four names that we talked about. And through only a few games, the market has like determined that Stroud is just like has to be the guy. And I like I bought a lot of him, too, when uh, Devon Achan got hurt. But like now now that we've had these games yesterday, like I don't I don't I think Houston might just not be very good and like might not be ready yet. And they're and they have a good coach and they have a good quarterback, but like maybe they're just not doing anything this year. And this week's game against Tampa will decide that. The the first thing that I saw this morning was just big like huge favorite price on Stroud, big price on Levis, big price on Bryce Young, half the season left to play. We're sure this isn't gonna just get like not even wild. Like it doesn't even have to be crazy down the stretch. One of the other two could just be far ahead in four weeks or three weeks. And that's, and it's done. That was one market that stood out to me. And that's, that was affected by yesterday's games. Levis wins, which was great for me. And young beats Stroud, which was great for you. And those two games that we won on just like, again, like was surprised that there was that much difference between the three. Yeah. Uh, Betting on the Tennessee Titans was an immensely pleasurable experience yesterday with it how that game awesome. turned out. It was really, yeah. it was just, it was real, and, and we survived the Taylor Heineke yeah. bullet also, which which was really awesome. Also, like, I gotta love Arthur Smith, by the way. Oh, like, actually, Desmond Ritter's good, and it's toxic groupthink from everyone. Yeah. That Desmond Ritter's not actually Don't be bad. toxic, well, Nick. Stop also, being toxic. Yeah. Also, hey, it. Art. You, you benched him. They can call it whatever they want. He benched Desmond Ritter in the game. I love how, like, for some reason, like, in 2023, we can't just say, like, a coach benches a quarterback. Like, last week, Kevin Stefanski benched Deshaun Watson, and then yesterday we saw Arthur Smith bench Desmond Ritter. These are both things that happened. This, it happened, and it's okay that it happened. I've got to make excuses. Oh, well, Watson, like, oh, you know, the, the back injury. It's like, no, like, you benched him. Sorry. And then Arthur Smith, oh, well, Desmond Ritter, concussion protocol. Also, like, he cleared it. And then he didn't come back into the game. You know what that sounds like to me? His ass got benched. 
Just, I mean, like. But Nick, he wasn't sitting on the bench. He was standing, so he couldn't have been benched because he wasn't sitting on the bench. But I, 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 you're right. And I do feel like just to to go back to what we were talking about before too, and you're right, like that was a very that was a very helpful game for considering the Packers no showed against Minnesota and are terrible. Uh, Tennessee winning outright was really really that was very helpful. Uh, that was like my biggest bet of the week. We talked about it all week. That was great. And but just like to to just take that game and some of the other games again, like the reason why I said offensive rookie of the year first could have talked about any market to start out with is that it has all these other seeds in it of like things that are changing and things that we're going to talk about over the course of the show because like okay Stroud's the favorite we talked about him and Young playing yesterday Puka Naku is the second choice we don't know if Matthew Stafford's thumb is okay we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the year like that's not just an offensive rookie of the year conversation that's that's this week's game that's the the rest of the games this season that's that's are the Rams about to start tanking that's like that conversation are they about to start losing every single game and maybe go under that six and a half win total that I thought was completely dead about three weeks ago um is that going to start happening he's the second choice Jordan Addison's the third choice. Like the biggest single impactful injury story yesterday was Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. He's going to be out for the season. What are the Vikings going to do? The trade deadline's tomorrow. Like everybody's tweeting pictures of Ryan Tannehill. Like that's it. That's what it is. Uh, like, is it, is it that? Is it something else? You know, like, like these are all the players. Bijan, we already talked about, played them. And then we get to like the two quarterbacks. And so it's just like in, in this award market are kind of these little hints of all the other things that are going on in these games that were really like swingy things yesterday. The the, the Vikings were like going to make the playoffs. And now who knows? The Rams were at least going to keep being feisty the rest of the season. Now what does that look like? And then we have all these rookie quarterbacks. What are those teams going to look like the rest of the year? Is one of them going to kind of go on a run here? Is Young going to start playing better? Is Houston actually better than I think? Is Levis going to keep the reins when Tannehill's ready? Or is Tannehill getting traded in the next 24 hours? Like, those are all really interesting things. They're all somehow baked into this one market. I can tell you, if, if Ryan Tannehill comes back at any point, uh, assuming like Will Levis doesn't completely fall flat on his uh, face on Thursday night against right. the Steelers, and Ryan Tannehill like retakes the starting quarterback <laughs> job, we should like retroactively, like the way like Reggie Bush had to like give back the Heisman Trophy, like Mike Vrabel should have to give back Coach of the Year. Like he sure. should be stripped of, like retroactively stripped of Coach of the Year. If Ryan Tannehill starts another game for the Titans, assuming Will Levis yep. is healthy, like you got this I kid, agree. he's the future. Like I think it's I think it's time to play him. I have I have like a real hot take which doesn't matter because like the quarterback's injured it doesn't make a difference now I kind of think like the Vikings might have like gone to the Super Bowl if if Cousins <laughs> doesn't get hurt yesterday and he stays oh, healthy he was I, having a great I, season he was having an outstanding season and like and like Flores has done an incredible job with that defense. Bynum looks like Ronnie a lot at like the back end of that secondary. Hunter sack and the quarterback. Like they're good. And now here's here's Jaron Hall, and maybe maybe they make another move. Um, I guess here would be, and there's so much to get to. We will get to all of it. We have the bucket conversation, right? How many teams do you want in your bucket that you think can realistically win the Super Bowl? Uh, your yeah. bucket, Ken, and correct me if I'm wrong, heading into this past week was the Cincinnati Bengals. Great call. Yep. They're my bucket also, because I got to tell you, they look really good. Can't wait to talk about their game against Buffalo on Sunday night. You had the Niners, who lose yesterday their third straight game. I think we think the Niners are going to back the on track. No, to be fair, lost to the another Bengals. team in the bucket. Yep. And, and also, like, kind of like a misleading final score where the Niners played, like, sure. really well offensively in the game and had a couple and a couple turnovers, obviously. And then the Chiefs, who lost yesterday to the Broncos. I don't think either of us put a lot of stock in that result. Like, still think Kansas City is the most likely team. I mean, I'm speaking for you, maybe, but still think Kansas City, the most likely team to win the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Kenny Gainwell fumbles inside the five for the Eagles. 
Jalen Hurts fumbles on a, a brotherly shove. The Eagles still win the game by seven, and thank God they did because I laid six and a half, and that was an important result for your boy in the early window yesterday. Any any thought on a on a hashtag edit to the old bucket in the NFC? Are you are you now willing to put the Philadelphia Eagles in the bucket of potential Super Bowl uh, winners here? Because right now the Niners are your only NFC representative. Eagles hosting the Cowboys coming up on Sunday. Can't wait for that game. Well, you could you also could ask me like, do I want to put Dallas in? You could have said that. I mean, they absolutely railroaded the Rams yesterday and played really well. And Dak played at an MVP level at least yesterday. And then the other thing is like the Niners are my only NFC team in the bucket. Uh, they would be going somewhere for a wild card weekend because Seattle is currently winning the division, the NFC West, because of, of how quickly things have changed in Seattle, adding Leonard Williams today uh, from the Giants, which I, I'm sure you have an opinion on. Uh, do I want to change who's in the bucket? Honestly, <laughs> just when you think I'm going to zig, I think I might zag. I think I just want Kansas City and Cincinnati now, and that's it. Okay. I think I, I, think I got the winner. I don't I don't like you can have Philly. They're re- they're really good. Like this is not. I don't like Philly. Just how many teams do I need to feel like I like am very likely to have the Super Bowl champion? Maybe I don't want to kick San Francisco out of the bucket because Debo's been out and Trent Williams has been out. I'll give San Francisco like two more weeks and then I'll kick them out of the bucket. But like, you think a lot of people on this week didn't want Cincinnati in their bucket? You think they want him in the bucket now? I think I might have been early. But I wasn't wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> I might, yeah. might have been early. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like everyone now is like, yeah, man, you know, you know what might happen? Oh, like, oh, oh the Bengals the, are pretty good. Oh, it's yeah. like, yeah, oh, oh, you think after 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 they, yeah, they beat yeah. the Niners on the road by two touchdowns? Yeah, probably, probably pretty good. Also, great job by you, Ken, talking on Thursday about how the point spread on Sunday night might be affected. The opener. We've got some threes on the board coming up for the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday Night Football. On the other side, we'll begin our initial handicap of Week 9 in the NFL with the Steelers and the Titans on Thursday night.